the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you are a faithful steward of God's resources, you know that God requires the first fruits of our increase. Tithing is a critical aspect of stewardship, but the question is, how are you managing the 90% God entrusts to you? Listening today as Pastor Rander continues to teach on this subject, he'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Exodus 19.5 also says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. Listen to this. For all the earth is mine. For all the earth is mine. That yard is God. That grass is God. The shingles on the roof is God. The sheep rock is God. The cat's God. Dog's God. The dog food blown to God. Every, the glass is blown to God. The lipstick is God. <laughs> Everything blown to God. The hair belongs to God. The cream belongs to God, the lotion, the soap, the shower gel, everything belongs to God. The toilet flushing belongs to God. That's right, the running of hot water belongs to God. The, 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 the clean water belongs to God. It's all God's, my friend. It's all God. Number three, when we trust God by faith and tithe, we will discover that God will do more with the 90% than the 100% that many Christians keep for themselves. Ask yourself this question. Ask yourself this question. Would you be worse off or better off if you were generous to God? Would you be worse off or better off if you were generous to God? What a question. You need to write it down. Would you be worse off or better off if you were generous to God? Malachi 3.10a says, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. You would be better off, my friend. Number four, tithing is not where you stop, it's where you begin. It's not where you stop, it's where you begin. A mature Christian will not restrict God to 10% any more than he wants his own salary limited to the same amount for the next 20 years. In the New Testament, grace giving goes beyond 10% because of our love and gratitude to Christ. 1 Corinthians 16, 2 says, On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper. And that prospering could go well beyond 10%, that there be no collection when I come. Tithing is not where you stop, it's where you begin. Number five, no one is exempt from giving to God. No one. Now, people exempt themselves, but the truth be told, no one is exempt from giving to God. And, you know, and it's, you know what's a shame is when a pagan or unbeliever or someone who don't even know the Lord outgive Christians. I mean, they, they don't know God, but, they, but they're generous givers and don't have a relationship with God and still going to hell because they don't know Jesus. You know Jesus you on your way to heaven, and then you turn around and rob him. 
No one is exempt from giving to God. The widow in Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44, far exceeded the tithe when she gave, for she gave all she had. It reads, the passage reads, Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him. Come here, Matthew. Come here, John. Come here, James. Y'all, y'all. Come here, Thomas. Y'all come here. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this little widow. This little poor widow. I tell you the truth. This poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions, for they gave a tiny part out of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. She gave all, even though poor. Is God saying to you today to give all? No, but he's asking you, and encouraging you from the scripture and commanding you to honor him with the first portion and then you live on the rest. We are to give sacrificially to the Lord, whether we are rich, we're to give sacrificially to the Lord, whether we are poor or even in debt. The widow's love for God was demonstrated by her selfless sacrificial giving. Beloved, to rob the very one you need to depend on to deliver you out of your financial crisis is foolish. When you hold back from God that which you owe him, especially when you are in financial crisis, how is God going to deliver you while you're robbing him at the same time? Honor God first and trust him to deliver you out of your debt as you surrender your finances uh, under his divine management. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verses one through four says, now I want to tell you, dear brothers, and sisters, what God in his kindness has done for the churches in Macedonia, though they have been going through much trouble and hard times, their, their wonderful joy and deep poverty have overflowed in their rich generosity, even though poor, they were generous. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it of their own free will. Look, look at this. They begged us again and again for the gracious privilege of sharing in the gift for the Christians in Jerusalem. Begging for an opportunity to give, you know that they have a heart for God. Notice the selfless sacrificial attitude of the poor Macedonian churches. Even though they were in deep poverty and much trouble of their own, they had an overflowing rich generosity and actually begged Paul again and again in a spirit of joy to allow them to share financially with the saints in Jerusalem, even though they were in deep poverty themselves. Beloved, it is a wonderful thing when one can be a generous, can be generous even in the midst of poverty. Number six, hosting fellowship meals in your home, doing acts of benevolence and giving to special needs is no substitute for tithing to the church where you have membership. These things you do after you have first tithed to your local church. And some of you don't even have church membership to give tithes. And you have many uh, just move around. They're so transient that they, they're not committed to, to anything. And you have to plant yourself and grow and invest in the ministry as people invest in you. 
Some people say, well, I don't, I, I don't give my funds. That's that my gift, my funds to the church because I gave to that person on the street. I gave to the poor. I gave to this thing and that thing. And all those things are good, but you first give to the Lord's church and then the extra you give uh, to others as the Lord lead you. Number seven, Dr. Ed Young of Second Baptist Church in Houston said, God does not give us more money just to raise our standard of living he gives us more to raise our standard of giving. Now that's, did you get that? It's getting quiet in here now. <laughs> God does not give us more money just to raise our standard of living. He gives us more to raise our standard of what? Giving. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verses seven and eight says, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity for God loves a cheerful giver. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Uh, Acts 20, 35b says it is more blessed to give than to receive. A lot of people like to receive, but don't, but don't like to give. But it's just the reverse. It is more blessed to what? Give than to receive, says Acts chapter 20, verse 35. Number eight, if your contentment is not in Christ, if your contentment is not in Christ, you'll attempt to fill that void by spending money on things that will leave you empty and unfulfilled. When you seek the Lord and allow him to direct your path, the Lord will do more with less because you seek him first. Nothing in this world satisfies like Jesus. So, so ask Jesus to satisfy you. He alone brings contentment. Seek him first. Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Uh, Philippians 4, 11 through 13 also says, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, I'm going around hungry, with plenty or little, for I can do all things uh, through Christ, everything through Christ who gives me strength. Number nine, in these last evil days, with the threat of terrorism, an unstable economy, and uncertain times, debt reduction is so critical. Plan to get out of debt immediately immediately plan to get out of debt. Debt is not your friend. It is your enemy. Make up your mind to cut up credit cards, cut back, stop being such a free spender to the point that you can't even account for what you spent. A plan to get out of debt. How soon? How soon? That's right now. Number 10, discipline yourself through the power of the Holy Spirit. You need to discipline yourself through the Holy Spirit's power. Cut back on needless spending. Some of you spend way too much. Your, the money you get is just hot until it's gone. You will spend wisely when you allow the Holy Spirit to direct your spending. The Holy Spirit, when you allow him to direct your spending, he will cause your funds to be stretched in ways you can never imagine. Listen, save more than you spend. Okay? Save more than you spend. 
Most of you spend more than you save. You got it all out of order. Save more, far more than you spend. Leave your savings alone and let it grow. Put $100 in today, and two days later, you take $99 out. Come on. If you are broke before you get your next paycheck, you need to make some serious financial adjustments to be able to manage the money God has entrusted to you. Some of you can't go to the sec. You, I mean, you out, you sweating two, you get paid twice a month and four days before that, that check come in, you, ooh, you just, you, you eating bologna, bologna sandwiches and all that kind of stuff, tuna. And maybe you should have been eating that up front and you wouldn't be so broke on the end. Hey, don't y'all say amen. Amen. Now, now some, you know, you need to get serious about it. Sometimes you need to get some, you need to get on some beans and some rice. You know, my, my mama and them, we're six of us. I was old as a six. Well, she can fix them, them, they call them flapjacks back then. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all do. I'm, I'm talking this, it's kind of a culture talk in a way. Them flapjacks and man, apple jacks and syrup and man, uh, that cornbread and collard greens and red beans and rice. I better stop that for y'all. I'm trying to keep, I better keep y'all focused. It's not time to get out yet. Give me a few more moments. But you know, beans and rice go a long ways. Spaghetti is cheap when you're broke. It's good. You know, put some spam in there, cut a little sausage in there and get a little bread on the side. And look, cutting back means you have to, you can't eat out every day and make headway. It's expensive eating out every day. If you don't have it, stop eating like that. Go to the grocery store with a list and don't go to the store hungry. You bob everything in the store. So, so, so it's very critical. And some of you only get paid once a month. How many of you in here get paid just once a month? Look at the hands. Okay, once a month. Ooh, if you get paid once a month, and if seven days your money gone, you got a long stretch. That's a long time to go. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You better be managing up front so when you get that last week of the month, you can still breathe and not tell my honey what we're going to do. What we should have done was acted wisely at the first of the month so we won't be straining at the end of the month. You have to plan this thing out. You got to have a budget. But on the other hand, don't be such a, a stiff neck tight ward that you fail to enjoy the blessings that God has given you. Now, some of you have money and still won't spend it. I mean, you won't go, won't go to a movie. You don't want to upgrade nothing. You don't want to get no carpet. You don't want to get, uh, you know, curtains. You don't want to get, you know, uh, you want to drive the car 20 more years and it's falling to pieces because you too cheap to invest. You put your family at risk because you a cheapskate. Come on. How many times you going to put a motor in that car? That's Okay. All right. So, so use some common sense with, with God in it to the glory of God. Number 11, the reason so many saints struggle financially is because they do not put their finances under divine management of the Holy Spirit, nor earnestly pray before spending. I tell you how you get a whole lot for your money is before you spend, pray. Say, wait a minute, I'm about to buy this. Oh, no, 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 I got to pray first. Say, God, help me with this. God, do you want me to have this? 
I bet you, I bet you, he'll tell you no a whole lot of times. Do you, do I really have to have this law? Lord, is this wise for me to get this? Lord, what are the consequences if I get this? What am I not thinking about right now? How many of you bought something and after you got it, you sure wish you hadn't done it? You ever had those, you had those experiences? I said, what in the world? Randall Earl Draper Sr., what were you thinking? I'm the only one, huh? Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all had that? And they, but, but you know what? Failure is not bad as long as you learn from it. We need to write that down. Failure is not bad when you're learning from it. God will teach you through your failure. Don't let all your lessons be hard learned. And then you can learn from the failures of others. Every, let me tell y'all something. You need to write this down. Every spending decision is a spiritual decision because you are spending God's money. Every spending decision is a what? Spiritual is because you're spending money that belongs to whom? So you need to check in with whom? With God. Number 12, position yourself to bless our Lord Jesus Christ and refuse to allow issues in your personal life or the church to cause you to withhold that which belongs to God. Be mindful that you're giving to the Lord because we're stewards of his resources, of that which he has entrusted uh, under our charge. So, well, I got an issue with this person. I'm mad at him. I'm mad at her. Uh, I, I don't like the way the, the, the church is going. And people just find reasons not to give and then um, justify themselves to their own spiritual detriment. God will bless those who humble themselves. First Peter chapter five, verses five through six says, likewise, you younger people submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. The height of financial pride is when you can fix your little mouth to say, this is my money. You are not ever tell your husband, what you doing with my money? My, no, it's, if y'all both bring me the check, a check home, it's our money. If one of you are working and the other one's not, it's still our money. Why? Because you married. Well, you say, but we're not married. You need to be married if you're doing all that. Why are you not married? Come see me right now. After you come see me, come up here. Why are you sleeping with somebody you're not married to? You get license to fish, license to hunt, license for dog, and you're going to let him sleep in your face and you not get married? Get yourself up here to this altar. The height of financial pride is when you fix your mouth to say, my money. My this, my that. It's, not, it's ours, our car, our closet, our house, our dog, our money, our savings, our, our. If, if, if you don't want it to be our, why did you marry? One plus one equals one. Now, if you don't want to share, stay single. And then if you're single, you still need to share because it's God's money. You see, this is my money, which results in your acting out what you think and handling God's money your way instead of God's way. Refuse to view yourself as a tithe paying or prominent member of the church simply because you are a faithful tither. That, don't be strutting 
like a peacock because you're a tither. The ground is level at the cross. We're all servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, and ultimately we're giving to the Lord. You're not giving to me. You're not giving to other people. You're giving to whom? The Lord. A spirit of entitlement because you tithe has no place in the Lord's church. Refuse to allow negativity, gossip, what others say or do to cause you to stop giving to the Lord and his church. The church belongs to the Lord. You are giving to the Lord, and he will build his church. No man, wicked strategies or orchestrated schemes can stop what God has established. Matthew 16, 18 says, and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Just because you don't give don't mean the church is going to stop. You lose your blessings and it's to your own spiritual detriment. The church will march on. It's the Lord's church. Last but not the least, be mindful that the same God who gives knows how to take away. Did you get that? You need to write that down now. The same God who gives knows how to take away, sometimes through trials and hardships, the calamities of life and even death. Just because you tithe doesn't mean you won't get cancer, doesn't mean you won't lose a job, don't mean your children won't become rebellious. Don't mean unfortunate things won't happen in your life because you tithe. You, Jesus had trials from his birth to, his, to the crucifixion, to the, to, to the cross. And yet, he kept his eyes on the Father. All that is in our possession is only for a season. Now, you need to write that down. Write that phrase down. Everything in your possession, your children, your grandchildren, your wife, your husband, you better be nice to each other. You don't know when you, you, every person or thing you have in your life, the person you sit next to now that you love most, every, it's only the stuff you have. You, I mean, you, you just one flood from having it washed away. One fire from having it all burned up. You, you see, all that is in our possession is only for a season. Refuse to allow a spirit of stinginess. Refuse to allow bad attitude, lack of faith, greed, entitlement, or selfishness to bring about a divine subtraction. Where do you see this? In Job chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. In the name of Jesus, write this verse down. Even if you can't get to it, write it down. Job chapter one, verses 20 and 21. It says, then Job arose, tore, look, tore his robe and shaved his head and he fell to the ground and worshiped. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It is the Lord who gives and it is the Lord who takes away those. You know, I know we want to keep everybody around us forever, but it's just not going to happen that way. I know you want to keep all the things you have. Let me tell you something. You know something. The older I get uh, in Christ, the less this stuff means around me. Matter of fact, my wife and I, we're in the process of downsizing. Letting go a whole lot of stuff. We're trying to establish three categories right now. 
a giveaway, throw away, and keep. That's right. And we try to do that from the attic all the way down so that when our time comes to depart this life, our children are not left with a whole bunch of stuff that they got to deal with. Listen, you can't take it with you. Yeah, I've, I've, I've buried a lot of folk, caskets right around there, and I've, and I took them to the to cemetery, and I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. The Lord giveth, and the Lord takes away. He gives you parents, he takes parents away. He gives you children, takes children away. Sometimes he gives you health, then all of a sudden the health is not there. I mean, that's life. Everything you have is only for us. I was looking at my watch to see what time it was, you know, or between services. And I said, wow, this is a future ash pile. It's an ash pile. It's going to burn up. Nothing. It's gone. So why am I getting all upset about stuff that really don't mean when it comes my time to die, I'm not going to be saying, where's my watch? Uh, who's going to wash my car? Or did the Cowboys win or the Spurs? I want to make sure I'm right with God. I want to make sure I'm right with God. I want to look my children in the eyes and I say, I'm going to heaven and I want to see you there. Come to Jesus right now. All that matters is my relationship with God and my family. And say, Lord, I've done what I could when I could. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all God's children said, amen. God bless you. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.